Hey, welcome to 15 Minutes on Hard Knocks, everybody, the Dallas Cowboys edition. I'm Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports Podcast. Um, we're, we're This is our 15-minute uh, show we're going to do weekly on the review of the HBO series of Hard Knocks Dallas Cowboys. And my partner, the brains behind this, the guy who thought of this idea, is uh, with me. I got A.B. from uh, Tacos and Touchdowns. How are you tonight, A.B.? I'm doing good. I can't wait to talk about hard knocks, even though it's a short, it's a little short, but we, we, we're going to break it down. That's all right, man. We can get a lot of information in a shorter amount of time. So, you know, right. you thought of this idea, you asked me to come along the ride with you. So I'm going to let you go first. What was your first knee jerk reaction from the episode one of hard knocks? Man, I'm not going to do a pun and say, uh, you said knee jerk. It was kind of more of the ankle jerk <laughs> on the, the first 15 seconds. Ooh. Oh, you get to see the 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 battle scar that Dak has on his ankle, man, and then him just breaking it down, and and then also getting the the, the real Dak that we never we don't really get to see. He kind of keeps himself private of what what he who he really is. He's like super, like I don't know how to explain it. He just like huh? I I know what to say when the camera's on, but when when he's up, you finally get to see how he is on this show, like. Like when something doesn't go right and he's been waiting so long to play, you get to see his raw emotions that you never thought you would see from him. Yeah, I'm with you. That was one of my first things that I realized was, um, A, I, I felt like we got to see Dak's real personality. And this is always the guy that I thought that I'd been watching. I've always been a you know a supporter of his and always believed in him and everything. And um, that this is the guy that I thought I even liked, you know, and, and it's just my personal thing. Like, I don't mind the swearing. I don't mind the kind of like being disgruntled because he couldn't go in the game. The kickback, he he really felt like a guy who understands his place, even after the huge contract last year. You know that everybody always throws the money around, but he just felt like a guy who genuinely wants to win and get out there and uh, do it for his team. And yeah, that was tough. The ankle thing, you know, full disclosure, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan also. So that had to be a little tough to watch because that really changed. That changed the NFL season last year, not just the Cowboys. It, it definitely was. And then being there at the game, watching it when it happened. Oh, you were there. I was there. Oh, <laughs> My first man. Dallas Cowboy game was this game. Oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. But uh, I, I thought the, the takeaway from episode one, I think people feel really good about Dak. And so um, I'll spin that into one of my takeaways that I ran by you. Now, I just want everybody to know that I'm I'm judging everything on the show, not, not an insider at Dallas Cowboys training camp. But I just felt like either whether it was editing, production, or whether it's the Cowboys themselves, they just really feel like a team that's too loose and has too much fun. And I know that sounds silly because I've never been a guy that thinks that a football player ought to have to like, I'm not, I'm not a leave it on the field. You know what I mean? Get carried out on your shield kind of guy, but I'm also the Cowboys are in a unique situation to where they have a, a championship contending team and they're not, the window's not closing, but the windows in the NFL aren't open that long either. So in, in all, you know, actuality, if you look at the age of their star running back, you know, Dak got the contract, which is great. In theory, they should have him for a while. But um, I thought I would see a little more um, importance placed on, like, we got it. We got to get back to where we were. Instead, they feel like they kind of just threw last season away, like, oh, well, it, it happened, blah, blah, blah. To me, I felt they were a little too loose, a little too much fun, a little too giddy. I fully admit that that could be the production value as, as a fan and an analyst, what was your, what was your just take on the overall demeanor of the team in the show? Like, like you were saying, it could have been all production. They find little bits and they put that together. Everybody's 
dancing, having fun, laughing and stuff. But then also you could bring in the factor that, hey, they weren't with each other like that last year because of what was going on. Like they were basically like how you and me are like on talking on screen. So that's really fair. They didn't get to be with each other. So like, man, I get to see all my homies and everything out there. I'm like, I'm so excited. And then. Then I also seen they they knew how to turn it off. Some of them knew how to turn it off. Hey, it's time to work. I'm gonna keep. I'm trying to get a job and get on this 53 man roster, but I'm gonna still have fun because I love the sport. No, and and that's and that's a that's a totally fair point. Like I say, it was all just knee jerk on production. I actually I think I like that take on it the best. That you've got a you know a bunch of people that do this for a living. They depend on all the fans. I mean, training camp last year was probably zero fans. I would imagine. I know there were some fans in the stands late, but it was nothing like what they had the other day. So it had been a long. It's really been two years since they've had that kind of like camaraderie and all that. And you know, if, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks last summer with the LA teams, but that that was tough to watch. It was just a different atmosphere. So I, actually, I, I feel better about it as somebody who thinks Cowboys could be really good. I think I have a better. Um, I think I have a better take on that. Um, let, let's talk about one player, and this is a player that I, I think ev- that jumped off the screen. This is the guy that I said might be the best player in the draft last year coming in. Uh, I th- I, to me, I think he was an absolute gift to the Cowboys. I said it on draft night. I said it before draft night. I remember watching him play against my beloved High State Buckeyes. He jumped off the field, and we're talking a field that's full of really good players. Uh, it's Micah Parsons. Uh, I think everybody's talking about – if it's not Dak, they're talking about Micah Parsons, you know, after last night. So, um, you know, let's let's hear, let's let's hear how you felt. You had to feel really good watching that. Oh, yeah. Like, I was watching – I watched a couple of clips of Micah, Micah Parsons, like when he did play Ohio, Ohio State. I wasn't thinking about him being a Dallas Cowboy, but – when I started, when he got drafted, I was like, okay, okay. And then when he, when I started looking into, it, like, oh, 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 wait a minute, we got us some right here. And then seeing him on Hard Knocks, you see this guy full of energy, loves the game, is he's goofy as hell, <laughs> just to put in that factor. But then watching him, like one of his teammates, uh, C, uh, I'm gonna call him C. Well, I don't know, I can't, I'm not gonna butcher his last name. It was like a fullback. He said, yeah. hey, you, you, you ain't about that. And then they, they started competing, and uh. He lost, but he was like, hey, I'm going to get you next time. Best believe that. He's that type of guy. He's he's like, hey, I'm trying to blend in with the vets. I'm trying to learn and still trying to show out because this is going to be my team soon. I'm going to be the quarterback of the defense. Yeah, I thought – he, like I said, he came off exactly how I thought he would. I, I just – I just really believe in the guy and his ability. I think he's the I think he's the next generation of linebacker. I know you do. If anybody doesn't know, um, go check out, you know, Aaron B stuff on offtheballnetwork.com. He does a lot of uh a draft analysis and players coming up and college players and stuff. So I know you know what you're seeing when you look at this talent. To me, he just jumps off the screen. He was he was everything that I wanted him to be. Um, you know, in last night's show, you know, the famous scene of um Dan Quinn calls him after the after oh, the big yeah. play, right? When he's going out of the game, everybody's going to talk about him going to the phone, and it seemed a hundred percent genuine him him wanting to get back in the game. I mean, did you did you feel that that was a genuine moment, or did you feel that it was for hard knocks? Uh, I think that was definitely a genuine moment because when he was like when he said hello, and when then Dan Quinn said, "Hey, good job," and all that stuff, but uh, that's all we need to see today. His face dropped. He seemed the person. From the kind of like what what you call me the 
Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Like, was like he's like a kid, like was having a good time with his friends. Then his parents said, hey, it's time to go. And he's like, <laughs> like I, I don't want to go. I want to keep playing. I thought that, like, that was a, I thought they did a great job with that phone call. Cause that's something that we don't get to hear a lot, you know, is the, uh, is the, is, and that's really the business side of it. Like Dan Quinn's like, and, and I tell you what, like if, if you're going to take, you know, just wild, you know, out of space, knee jerk reactions, I thought Dan Quinn came off really good in that situation. He's like, no, man, you're done. That's it. Like there was no, con- there was no conversation to be had. So if you want to, that's what we're here for is to overreact. If you want to overreact, you say like, you know, Dan Quinn's not going to let, you know, a rookie run, run the show. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's, he, he had a plan. He got what he wanted out of it. He talked to Mike about what he needed to. He's like, you're, you're off the field, man. So I thought he came off really well in that moment. I thought that was a great moment between um, uh, Parsons and Van Der Esch on the sideline. You know, he, that, that, that conversation they had, you know, like that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I thought that was probably the best. To me, that's probably the best part of the show outside of maybe Dak at the beginning. The the montage with Dak throwing the football was really super cool. I'm sure it made you feel yeah. good. Oh, yeah, it was good. It, it was like the, the the production, kudos to y'all because y'all made that that look fire. I like, I'm just ready to watch football right now. And, and it's then, so cool because it, and, and just as the as the technical side, these guys turned this around so quick. It, I'm amazed at the the production team and what they do to this show because it comes out on, you know, it's given to us on Tuesday night. And most of the time they don't stop filming until Sunday. So they've got less than 48 hours to give a product like this. I, I, I'm so impressed as the production value of it too. Um, you know, you know, well, let's talk a little bit about another thing that I guess I didn't know, um, myself is the relationship and you brought this up between Zeke and Dak. I know you want to touch on that a little bit. I thought it was, I thought it was neat. And then I've got, I probably got some, some follow-up comments that probably don't align with that, but I'll let, I'll let you go. And let's, let's talk about Zeke and Dak for a second. The, the bromance, it's called a bromance. <laughs> That's that was actually the word I was going to send you, but yeah, you kind of see clips of like on the, on the sidelines on TV and you're like, man, I actually want to see, are they really, like close friends, are they just uh, close teammates when they're on the on the field? But they're like little brother and big brother type of deal. Like they play around, they got this weird little dance and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, it was it was good to see. And like their birthdays are close, so they they were giving the exchange and gifts and stuff like it's Christmas or something. Like it was just good to see. What- and they can both afford some gifts. Yeah. And so I'm going to play both sides of this conversation. I do okay. like the two, the relationship. Once again, I'll reiterate, I do not mind players having fun. I don't think football should be the end of the world. They're, they're welcome to enjoy being young. We always forget how young these guys are, but um, something that kind of thought about though, and this is on the football side of it. Do you think that Dak would benefit though from having, I'm not saying get rid of Zeke or anything like that, but if he had a a veteran, you know, especially playoffs and maybe a Super Bowl, maybe as a backup in that backfield that could stand beside him every now and then and kind of help him along and, and and get him through some of this. The famous one I remember is I remember when Marshall Falk, when he got traded to St. Louis all those years ago, Kurt Warner always says that Marshall ran the 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 offense like he he helped Kurt with um, calling out offensive line signals and that's the one thing about this team is that the leadership is you know they've came up together and that's fine 
but I just would Dak benefit to have just one grizzled veteran, you, you know what I mean, back there to kind of – I think Dak's a little more serious than Zeke, I guess is what I'm getting yeah. at. What's yeah? Uh, how do, what do you think? I think he'll definitely benefit having a veteran. Like, hey, uh, maybe you should do this or something like that. Like, like if you know, a play goes wrong and it's fourth down, and, and he's on the sidelines talking to him, saying, "Hey, giving him stuff like that." He ain't got to be the superstar, but he knows his role as the being the mentor. And I think Dak would definitely benefit. I think Zeke would benefit for that one too as well. Well, you know what? That great point because I hadn't even really thought about that. I think they both would. That's that's what I keep feeling that that, you know, if we're projecting the team going forward, I really feel that they miss that. You know, it doesn't even it just I just want a guy that like knows knows how to get get to where they need to get to, who's been there yeah. and can talk them off a ledge. Like like right now, you know, Dak's backup quarterback is useless to him. Like that guy's not He's not he's not that Bernie Kosar you know, or a guy like that that you know that that helps another veteran get by and things like that. And I just the whole time I kept thinking, man, what you know, what would I give to have, you know, I bet like let's say I know he's still in New England, but let's say a guy like James White was there as the backup. Like I just think that's a guy that could be like, hey, this is kind of a different perspective. It just feels like all their perspective, their, you know, whether it's CD Lamb or whether it's Zeke, all those guys came up in the Cowboys. You know, they don't have a lot of outside influence from other, you know, areas. And I, I just – I can't help but think that they would benefit from either – even a different perspective. That, that kind of jumped out last night. Oh, I, I love having James White on the team. I working. know. That's, that's a – He's still got plenty be, of talent in the, in the tank. But that would be perfect, right? Like a guy like that, you know, a veteran, either running back, even a wide receiver tight, just just that guy that could – a calming force that just knows how to get to them, even if it's a work ethic. Like sometimes you just need that guy to be like, hey, guys, shut up. You know, let's move on there. Like, And it takes the weight off. It feels like Dak is – at the same time, he's a young, learning how to be a superstar quarterback, and I know he's going to be for a long time, but, and he's, but he's also the the – the backbone of the team. And I, I just worry about that coming off the injury and everything. If that's just too much of a load that I wish I just had a guy that could like stand in front of him and take the blows and let Dak become a quarterback. Um, I know it's a lot to take away from, <laughs> from an episode last night, but that's what we're here for, man. So uh, it, our 15 minutes is almost up. My, my last comment was I, I know McCarthy, did everything for the camera that looked great last night, but I'm never a guy that buys into all the, um, like it, I, okay. So the whole Austin powers thing I thought was silly. I know everybody loves it. You may like it. I, I, that's not the coach I need. I'm more of a, I'm more of a Sean McVay type. I'm an X's and O's coach this day and age. I'm not saying it won't work. McCarthy, he tells great stories and all the raw, raw. I did like what he did with, uh, the mojo thing. As far as in practice, I thought that was pretty cool. But part of me still questions if he was the right hire for the Cowboys. So um, with like the minute or so we got left here, how do you feel about McCarthy as the Dallas Cowboys head coach right now? He really wasn't my first choice, but while I'm watching this, I'm kind of seeing why they have him. Uh, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, but it's a lot better than uh, Jason Garrett, to be honest with <laughs> That's you. That's fair. <laughs> like, at least he'll get on them and he's not just like – like no that's he, very fair like he's been there and he brought that in the show about talking about experience it sounded like a old coach and like uh, basically like before this uh over like uh 
it was just like a Friday night lights when that uh one of the players was like, "Hey, get you one of these, get you one of these." That type of, <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like came from it. Yeah, I thought the best thing he said all night was that tr- that that trophy's heavy. I thought that was pretty cool. I like I can see how like I'm with you knowing Jerry Jones. I don't even want to talk about Jerry Jones salting an egg McMuffin or whatever he did. That guy's way too old to be eating like that. But that he's 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 rich <laughs> enough he can do whatever he wants. But I thought yeah. uh, I can totally see why Jerry would hire him. I, I I do agree with that. And and we'll see. The season's gonna tell. I I still think last year they would have won the division. You know, so I'm not going to kill the guy yet, but it just uh, as of now, I still have a question mark about it. So uh, so that's it, everybody. I know it's fast paced and I know we burned through it, but uh, that's our uh, that's our new show. We're doing 15 minutes on the hard knocks. We'll be back next week. I'm Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports Podcast. You can find me anywhere you find your podcast. I hey, appreciate it for having me on, Jeff. I can't wait until the next episode. This is your boy, Aaron B. Uh, check out Tacos and Touchdowns and check out my Twitter at Aaron B. 9001. Uh, be kind and check out offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports needs.